It's Migrant Diaries with Ferez, one new story every week. Tonight we have Nathaniel, who will be talking about his story, living in Norway for a while, and his adventures with migration. So how are you doing, Nate? Doing well. Doing well. Um, yeah, just got done with work. Had some dinner. Now we're here. Okay. Do you tell us a bit about who Nathaniel is? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Um, I did uh, elementary school, middle school, high school there. Um, went on some like family trips and whatnot, but nothing um, to uh, nothing like relocating anywhere. Um, I then went to graduated from Wayzata High School and went to Luther College. Um, where I was there for four years, and there I was able to um, kind of go on a few trips. I did a J term um, to Japan and China and Hong Kong, um, as well as uh, studying abroad um, in Norway in uh, a small town called Bu um, for uh, four months. My the fall of my um, senior year. Okay. So how's life been post-graduation? <laughs> yeah. the, the gradual transition from like routine and college life to like yeah. you know, adulting as we call yeah, it now. How's that, yeah, how's that been? Um, it's been good. It's been good. It's there's I mean there's positives and negatives as there is with I think anything. Um I mean one positive is that when I go home at the end of the day, I don't have to like quick break out the textbooks and um like go find a quiet room in the library and start studying. I can just kind of have my leisure time. I can um, read what books I want. I can watch what shows I want. I can um, do just what whatever. Um, so that's nice. But I think there's also I do miss like kind of a the pursuit of knowledge that comes mm-hmm. with being in college. Um, I'm working at a Land's End right now, and it's I mean it's not like the coworkers I have are great and they're lovely people, but our conversation topics are a bit lackluster sometimes mm. and just not as um not as like thrilling as some of the conversations I've had with people at Luther. So mm, okay. So what is home to you? Is home a geographical location? Is it time? Is it space? Is it various factors coming together to make it this perfect thing? What's the idea of home? What is it to you? Yeah, um, I guess for me, I mean, I lived in the same house for um, 18 plus years now. And uh, and so I guess I picture that as being a home. But I do, I do, um, when I consider like, like it, when I look at it very, um, I don't know how you want to put this, but maybe like scientifically, like it is just, it is just a house, and so like a home is kind of with, with my parents, with my um, brothers and sisters, with my family, um, and just kind of being around them. So, oh, that's yeah. so who is Nate as it relates to migration? So you said you've been to let's say you were in Norway for a while. You did a J term to Japan, China, and Hong Kong. So how would you say you are as it relates to? Um, migration do you travel a lot like internationally or locally as in within the country or yeah um i mean i've done some like local travel in the u.s um and that has always been kind of fascinating to me um 
it's uh, we do when I was on the frisbee team at Luther we did a lot of trips to the south um, and the east coast and just kind of seeing how different the culture is there mm. even though we're all Americans mm. um, that was very eye-opening and I mean especially after this um, previous 2016 election it, it was very um, I could see I could see kind of where the divide comes in. I can see kind of where, how that, um, how that division has been, um, kind of built up over the years, just purely based off like where people in the U.S. are geographically. Um, so speaking about more of like a broader world citizen, um, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of shocked and. Um, blown away by some realizations um, while I was abroad, especially mm. in Norway. Um, everyone has kind of like the stereotype of like Norwegians are like yeah. the nicest people ever. And they are, they are very nice people. But also when I was in Norway, I met some people that weren't very nice. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. and I met some people that were, I mean, just, just like regular people, you know, it's, mm -hmm. they're not all like, sunshine and yeah. <laughs> rainbows and <laughs> come over to my place and eat some cake. Um, and so I think, I think a really big thing that I took out of being abroad was that it is, um, it is pretty much impossible in my opinion to categorize anybody in any, in any sense or in any sense of the word. Mm. Um, I mean, it's just, you, everyone is so diverse and everyone is so unique. And the fact that I think when people try to categorize people or people trying to like, um, group people together, mm. I just think, I just think it's impossible. Um, and maybe even a little ridiculous now because I just don't think that's, it's a, it, it can be done. No. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. So, as I lived in Norway for two years for high school, I was on the west coast. So yeah. I was in, I was in Flekke, so in Song of Jordan, the um, the county in which I lived in. Yeah, and that was my first international travel experience. So I was very young, a young teenager. My parents were like, okay, bye bye, the airport. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna figure this out. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go off to yeah. another country, a whole different culture for two years, then figure out stuff from there as well. Yeah. So how do you say that experience was for you? But you were there for an extended period of time, not a short period like J term, which is like a month. We were there yeah. for like three months or more. Yeah. So how was that like looking back in retrospect, like in hindsight, like how was the whole experience? Yeah, it was really cool being, um, well, yeah, because like you said, for like the J terms, you're kind of, you only have that month to really experience mm. everything and you're, you're in one place for at the most like three nights Yeah, and then you're like, boom, mm -hmm. off. Um, and so that was kind of more of like, you did, you did feel more of a tourist than mm. a citizen. Um, but when I was in. Norway and could kind of settle down a little bit. That was, that was really nice. Uh, I actually found a job while I was oh, there. And so, nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Especially because <laughs> everything costs a lot. It's expensive in Norway. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it is expensive. And so being able to make some money was nice. But I was, uh, I was like a swim, um, I guess you'd call it like a swim coach. Coach, okay. Yeah, it would be like, because it wasn't, 
I wasn't teaching the kids how to swim. I was more just like instructing them how to like improve. Mm. Um, And so I did that with a friend of mine named Branch, who was also over there uh, from um, Luther. But uh, I think that was really a really good like community Mm. enrichment thing for me to be able to see um, just kind of like see how easily I could blend in the, into the community and how, um, how they like accepted me. Mm. And even though, I mean, like at the time, again, like the election people, um, people came up to me like all the time and were mm. like, like, what, what, what are you thinking as an yeah. American? And I'm like, well, I'm thinking a lot, you know? And, um, and so that was interesting to, to kind of be able to be a part of their community mm. while also being, having my own like identity mm. so this ties beautifully to my next question so how do you think you're perceived as an american in norway especially okay you, you spoke about as the elections coming closer to coming near drawing near when you're in norway yeah. so how do you think okay if there were no elections how do you think you would have been perceived as an american like your american identity how, do you think it was easy to navigate norwegian culture or to navigate norway um, yeah, I think there's, ooh, I feel like there's a lot I could say about this. Oh, yeah, so, feel free, yeah, you have <laughs> yeah, all day. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so, because of my skin color, I think it was very, mm. um, easy for me to blend into Norwegian mm. culture. Um, I don't have blonde hair, but I have blue eyes, and it was close enough, and so sometimes people would come up to me, like if I was at the store or whatever, they'd come up to me and say something in Norwegian. And if I, and if I knew enough, I would just be like, yeah, yeah, and like just kind of go along with it. And, um, and that, that was like, that made me feel really good. good. I was like, oh my gosh, that person thinks I'm yeah. Norwegian. Like they have no idea. Yeah, I know. Was, yeah. Oh, it was so good. Um, so that was really cool. I think if, so yeah, like I've touched on the election a lot. If there hadn't been an election at the time, um, I think people still would have really wanted to talk to me and mm. like kind of get, just get a perspective on American culture. Mm. Um, we, my friends and I that were studying abroad from Luther, um, we kind of, <laughs> we kind of played up the like party American type. Um, our house is always like the place that people would come Saturday mm-hmm. nights. Um, and we played some like drinking games mm. and if ever, um, any like Norwegians or any other people from Europe beat us, they would freak out and be like, Oh my God, we beat the Americans. Like we did it. Oh my God. We beat them at their own game. Um, and so that was pretty funny. Um, cause I think we just, that there comes with the American, um, like brand, mm. like the go big or go home oh, kind of, yeah. you know? Um, and so that was kind of funny. Uh, and it, I know more like shrugged it off yeah. at the time. Um, I'm not like too heavy of a drinker or like a partier. Um, I enjoy my parties, but like I'm not that crazy. Yeah. And so um, it was it was kind of something that I was a little uncomfortable with, like mm. being labeled on to me. Mm. Um, and the other people that I was with uh, from other places in the U.S. were like totally fine with having mm. that label. Um, and so I think it just kind of speaks to that, like, like labeling and mm. how we, how we do that just kind of automatically to 
mm. to people from other cultures. So, okay, yeah. So do you think? So what? What was one of the things? It could be a handful. It could be a lot. It could be like something very simple as well that you gain from the strip that you personally carry with you, uh, like going forward. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like I said, with the with the whole categorizing thing, I just really, I I really try to fight um, generalizing people mm. and and putting people into like a category, like being like oh. This person is Japanese, so they must like respect their elders or something. I just think it's so. It's, I I think it's just almost inappropriate mm. um, to try to do that. And I mean, and I think I want to make sure that people understand that I'm not like I'm saying like categorizing instead of like statistically. Mm. Like if you if you tell me like oh a statistic is X Y Z, then mm-hmm. I'll say oh. Okay, but to just assume that like all, um, like all, I don't know, I can't think of anything now. But like all people from British Britain have bad teeth or something, you yeah. know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just if there's no factual basis for it, I just I really am try not to 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 do that and acknowledge that. So yeah, so that's one been one of the main things. Um, I think also a bit of like a travel bug has been was like put on me mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was abroad. Um, I did a few trips to uh, I did a trip to Dublin, um, Ireland, and a trip to see one of my friends in France. Um, and so that was really cool. And just seeing how kind of um, how. I don't want to say easy because traveling isn't yeah. easy, but um, <laughs> it's 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 been really made to be efficient, mm. um, I think, and so that that's really cool though because I think um, I like meet, like bumping into somebody from that you weren't expecting to see like halfway around the world. Wow. Like I think it's I think that part is really really cool how it's how it's been made like I said more efficient. So, so the language barrier wasn't, was it too much of an issue for you going to Norway or it was kind of, I know you took like some Norwegian yeah. classes at Luther before you guys learned, but it's also very tough when you're just, you, you're just, I don't say dumb, but you just find yourself in another culture and especially there's a language barrier too as well. It's like different language, different outlook in life. And <laughs> definitely coming from America to Norway, you, I'm sure that barrier is with this. So do you find that to be challenging or it helped? Do you feel, did you feel it enriched your experience there? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Um, so um, I believe uh, people or children in Norway start learning English at like third grade, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um and so every Norwegian that we met there had a really, really yeah. firm grasp. Um, and my, so my friend has a story that this happened to him. We, we had just landed in Oslo and we were trying to get a train to our, um, our town and we had to make a stop. And so we got off and we were um, looking to use the restroom of a, a cafe, but the cafe 
had a sign where it said you have to buy something in order to use the restroom. And so he was just going to buy an apple and he, he gets up to the counter and he tells, he tells it like he was really nervous and he goes, uh, uh, can I heart? And, and the guy just stops him and says, this would be a lot easier if you just spoke in English. English. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, it's, and he was just like, Oh, Oh, uh, can I have an apple please? And so, um, it was, it was, it was tough because like the three of us from Luther or sorry, the five of us from Luther really wanted to, um, learn Norwegian and mm-hmm. like enrich our Norwegian, but everyone who was Norwegian there just would like flip. And do like English, make it easier yeah, for just you. Make, like, make it yeah. easier for yeah. And everyone over there wants to practice their English, English as well. Yeah, so, so, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Um, my, my friend who was in France though, he was, he told me that he refused to, um, respond to anybody that could speak French in English. Mm. And so I think that if I had, I think if I had tried to push myself to do that more, um, that would have been a more, I would have gotten more out of the experience. Um, just like working on language building, Mm. um, learning another language. And so, yeah, if that's, if I could kind of do it over again, I suppose that would be something I would change is really, really trying to push myself to, um, like work harder and, uh, learn more. Mm, interesting. So we are now going to get a bit more personal. You recently got a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, from, um, as a symbol of your lineage from Orland, Orland Island. Yeah. And so, and you went to Orland. I think you went to Orland yeah, when you were traveling yeah, in Scandinavia. So, t- can you, like, draw us into your, like, not your reason, but, like, was it, you feel it's like, a, it was almost full circle, you hailing from your family lineage coming from Orland, and you going there, going from there back, going back there. Yeah. How, like, how was that experience? Yeah, that was, oh, man, it was amazing. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Orland is uh, this archipelago um, in between sweden and finland mm-hmm. um and so i've i've traced or my family has traced back its ancestral roots to that area um and then the people there know more specifically like which specific island Ooh, okay. that our ancestors are from and so the tattoo that i got was the um the emblem of that island oh, okay. and then the flag of Oland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, and that, that was awesome. Um, I was taken to, it's like, it's a lot of greats grandmas. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Like her, her original house. And I was wearing this sweater that my grandma had knitted me. And so that was just a lot of like, I don't know. It, it felt cool to really, I don't know, see, see like the origin then, yeah. and see mm. just where, where I've come from and mm. seen the, I don't, I don't want to call it like the beginning. Cause mm. if we talk about the beginning, yeah, like yeah, that could be yeah, something else. Thing, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? it's, um, but, uh, but just kind of where, where I guess maybe the, the journey started mm. for my, for my lineage. Um, uh, yeah. And just meeting my, like, distant relatives who just kind of were different branches of the mm. same tree. That was really cool. Um, I got to meet, um, 
people that had exchanged letters with my grandparents. Um, and so they had letters from Ooh, my grandma. That was nice. there. Yeah. yeah. And there was, I mean, that, and that was also just super cool seeing how, like, how, how hard these people worked to really stay in touch, touch. Mm. and really, um, just kind of go above and beyond to, uh, to like make sure that they didn't lose that connection. I mm. think it was really cool. Um, and just, I think, made it more special for me. Mm. Um, uh, I think I had one more thing. Yeah, I think that's it for that. Um, yeah. So living abroad, I've lived abroad for almost okay for a while now. Let me yeah. Just put that way. So you realize that normal normal only means what socially or culturally accepted from place to place. And personally, I feel that shapes my outlook on how I navigate various cultures. So mm-hmm. when I'm at home, I know what is normal at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what, what's expected of me. And I feel like when I just move across borders, I'm in this country, this is what's normal there. Yeah. So do you, do you, do you find that the notion of normality for you also is, is kind of similar? So let's say, for instance, in Norway, you know how Norwegians act or Norwegian society is supposed to run or like yeah, when yeah. you're immersed in that culture mm-hmm. and when you return back, you know, okay, I'm back home in America, so this is what I'm supposed to do, this is how yeah, things yeah. go. Because I remember you wrote on Facebook when you were with that, oh, you, you miss shops being open on Sundays, which yeah. is like, and I was like, wait, I, I totally forgot about that. So he's like, oh yeah, that's true. All, most shops close like on yeah. Sundays in Norway, which is very interesting. So how do, how do you, what, what do you feel, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, wow, that is a really, that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, there were a lot of points where I was like, wow, I really am an American in Norway. Um, and I could, and it's, it's, it's not something you can see easily mm-hmm. just because of, um, appearance, but it is, it is something that I felt. Um, and, and I really, I think towards the end of my trip, I really struggled with, um, how to properly act. Like, do I want to come in and stay true to my roots and stay true to my um beginnings and like act how I want to act in this new culture or do I kind of want to assimilate and Mm. do I kind of want to join this culture and try like branch out and try something new Mm. um that was really um I think that was really tough for me to kind of and just something I thought about a lot Mm. um and I don't know if you've experienced that. I think it does range. I, I never, I didn't think about it in that sense, but I, I think you raised a point on assimilation. I was, I was talking or leaning more towards to say, can you? Would you say you're more adaptable that way? No, necessarily assimilates the culture. Like you know, okay, for instance, you know your identity as American, you know your cultural outlook and the way you brought up and all your values and everything. But to navigate a particular culture easily, did you, did you find yourself being able to be to be more adaptable? Oh yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I at the beginning I found myself to be pretty like, oh my gosh, I need to like respect it. Yeah. And I need to um yeah, just make sure I'm not like acting out of line. Mm-hmm. Um but then towards the end I was kinda like I, I was kinda thinking like, well, this this isn't like usually how I act. And mm. and so that was interesting kind of figuring out how to maneuver that um and and kind of just work that balance Mm. i guess of of what what i know is true to myself and mm. and what um 
is kind of something that I would have added on mm. being in Norway. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if I ever really got like a good, a good answer for that mm. or a good mix. Um, um, and I, it was easy to like, um, easy enough to like navigate through like day-to-day activities, but as like a, as like a, um, it's, it's kind of like a, like a mental state. Mm. I think it was tough to, to change that. So, yeah, I guess that's the answer. Yeah, that's interesting. That for you. Yeah. So when you say your travel, so most of the people I've had on this platform migrated as a result of maybe choice or circumstances like that were lined up to, yeah. to make them migrate. So would you, would you say your travels have been both locally, like in the country, internationally was would you say it's a as a result of choice or circumstance or opportunity like how do you classify either yeah um yeah so i think when i was when i was younger um i think it was just kind of like the the uh opportunity Mm um i mean just like traveling up to the north shore with my parents like it was they're not just going to leave me at home. And mm-hmm. so it was like, I had to, <laughs> I had to join. Um, and for traveling around the U S that was kind of, um, situational. I mean, mm. we kind of had to, we had to go to places that were hosting Frisbee tournaments mm. and we had to see if we would get into the tournaments or not. Um, and so where we got in was where we went. Mm. Um, and so that was kind of situational, but for my, um, for my trip to, Japan, that was something that I've always wanted to go to Japan. Mm. So that was something where it was very, um, it was very lucky that I could get that opportunity, um, and take that, take that trip. Mm Um, and for my Norway, it was a bit of like a, uh, a bit of a requirement and a bit of like a, an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to, I had to study in Norway to get my um, Norwegian cultures major. Um, And so it was like, it was a requirement, but it was like pretty easily fulfilled. You know, I wasn't like, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, I think it kind of depends on, depends on the, um, the destination and depends on the, like where I'm at Mm. personally um, this last time I went to Oland was about a month, I think two months ago now. Um, and that was, um, that was like purely for, uh, just like a pleasure travel. Okay. Um, it was, uh, we were having a big family reunion there. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. 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 And so that was really cool. Um, and my parents came and my mom met all the people that I had oh, met yeah. and she really liked it. Um, and so that was like. And that was like something that they had been planning for like months, oh, okay. years, yes, you know? And yeah. so, and, and when I was over there, um, at the end of my time abroad in Norway, I, I was like invited to it and, you know, and that was, that was just kind of happenstance that mm. I had been there and was able to get invited and, um, then had the opportunity to go back. So, yeah. So you foresee yourself as a living a life of travel or like, did you foresee yourself as staying away from home 
for an extended period of time. Let's say if you have the opportunity to, let's say, you become an expat for a company and you're posted <laughs> to, let's say, Tokyo to work for two years. Yeah. Like, yeah, you foresee yourself doing that or no? In the I, future. I hope I have more travel in the future. Mm. Um, right now, I'm planning on moving back down to Decora, mm. um, which, which I'm excited about. I know it's not. Like, it's still the Midwest, and so it's, like, still kind of home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping to, I mean, find some stuff more around the U.S. or maybe mm. just other places. Um, I've been thinking about applying to be, like, a um, English as a second language teacher, just kind of in places like Japan mm. and um, Hong Kong. And so, and I think, I think, so I think I'll... I think in the future I'll definitely um, seek out positions mm-hmm. and opportunities that allow me to travel and get somewhere new, um, and I'll just hope that <laughs> some of them work out. Yeah. Um, if if I don't get positions like that, I, I think I can. I feel confident that I'm able to uh, seek out travel mm. just um, naturally. Um, I've had a lot of friends that have gone through Luther who have, who now live in various places of the U S and so like going on road trips to see them, um, going on plane rides to see them, seeing them for holidays and stuff, I think is a very good possibility. It just depends on money and, um, time time and I mean, actually sitting down and planning Mm -hmm. and getting an idea of kind of what's what. So yeah interesting so as a person who travels or when you travel a lot like yeah, there are various things that like draws you to travel and everything so in your travels what do you allow yourself to see and what do you care to see or Ooh. not to see Ooh, that's a good one. Oh wow that's a really good one. I think I just got goosebumps um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so yeah that is really good that's a really good point. Um, I don't know if you how much you know about this, but in uh, Norway, when I was there, uh, there are so there's a lot of immigrants. Yeah. Um, just in Europe in general, mm-hmm. and and Norway is also getting an influx of immigrants, and there are a lot of people that just live on the street, mm-hmm. and um, I mean just beg for change and. Um, and it's really, you know, it's really something that Norwegians and um, I think the people living there just aren't really used to mm-hmm. yet. Um, um, and so that, and that is, it, I think that is a, something that it, it was hard to see mm-hmm. that there because you do have this kind of with like Norway and Sweden being a a socialist Mm -hmm. society, like you kind of see them as this like pristine, Mm -hmm. like everyone is wealthy or everyone is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're at least have more of like a, their wage gap is smaller. Um, And so, and then having these people like at the bottom of the bottom, it was, it was very tough to see that Mm -hmm. because you'd you'd like show up in Oslo and you'd be like, wow, what a great city. Like, they're thinking about getting rid of cars soon. How great would that be? Yeah. And like, but then you have these people just living on the street and kind of having to, 
um, just have a rough, rough time because it mm. could, I mean, it could, weather-wise, it gets gnarly up there and it's, it's not good for a lot of people. people. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, so I think that was kind of something where, and, and like, it wasn't something that I really would touch on either when I would like post to Facebook and yeah. stuff. It was, it was, uh, I was more posting like, like, uh, pictures from Bud and mm. like pictures from Oslo and pictures from Lofoten. Um, and so, um, and I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't bringing attention to it. So I guess I did, I guess I did, uh, kind of gloss over it, mm. you know, and, and that might've been, um, intentional and that might've been, um, just kind of a accidental happenstance, but yeah, I guess that was, I mean, now that you bring it up, it is one thing that I did choose to kind of not see mm. and choose to ignore. Um, cause I could have made a post about like there are people here who aren't as well off as others as well, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah. Good. It's a good mm. question. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So you like to see them. So yeah. But I feel like most people make travel very. This is my personal. It's very oh glamorous. Like all the tourist sites. I'm like yeah. the Tower, the Circle Curve, Statue of Liberty, and I'm like, okay, I know you're going to the tourist step, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. How like I feel like when people travel, and they have that as you said, as you just described, like they have that encounter where they see other things and that shakes them to the course, that like gives them goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the big things you take away from traveling, yeah. to see the back road, the alleyways, and yeah. how they're not so fortunate to are treated or live in a society. I think it's yeah. very good to also have that, that that part of a journey or a trip to as well. Yeah. So what what is success to you? Ah, oh, man. Sorry. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm going there. Um, um, oh. I also did want to touch on real quick oh, yeah. on your on your last question. Yeah, I do think um, having those eat when you said when you like take those back roads. Like mm. I think that's so important. I think it's so important to meet um, try to like meet people that aren't I don't know aren't like part of the the like group that you're supposed to meet. Mm. You know, mm. and um, really like just engaging in a conversation mm -hmm. with somebody is so important instead of just like sitting there and being like the honorary member mm -hmm. at a dinner. Um, I had a, when I was in Japan, we met some students at a university and the guy I sat next to, he said he had very poor English. Um, but I like, I kind of like poked him and like kept, kept engaging mm -hmm. in conversation. And we ended up talking for like, like 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And mm. it was like good stuff. He told me all about his family. I took out a map of Japan and he said like, I'm from there. They live there. I'm here now. Like, and I, I think he really, I think for him, it was a really good engagement of conversation. And I, I really liked it. I was, I was really enjoying my, my time talking with him. And, and that's like a thing where if, if I if he had just said oh no English and I would have just said like okay like that would have been it. yeah that you know? would like, yeah. we would have just sat next to each other for the whole meal and like not not talked you know um, okay and so okay back to the success um, 
I think for me, success is um, being uh, being happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my whole uh, senior paper at Luther about like how how a work um, how like specific work environments can be made to make people happy, mm-hmm. um, and so I think I think just being able to enjoy your um, your time on this planet and being able to enjoy um, just like various endeavors, whether it be um, travel or whether it be finishing like the Game of Thrones book mm-hmm. book or movie series. Yep. Or- I don't. I need to finish it. Catch up to the season. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 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 I've been I've been reading it and people are like, oh my god, I don't have time, and it's just like I just gotta do it. I man. know, go for it. Yeah, um, and so I think just kind of enjoying the time that you have and really, really utilizing it. Like I I get that it's I get that like when you get off work at five and you want to just like go hang out and sit down for a while. Like I totally get that, but there's I think there's just so much out there in Mm -hmm. our world when it comes to like religion or when it comes to um like architecture Mm. or when it comes to uh, math and science that to just kind of let it all like pass by you i think is um i think is too bad and so i think really um utilizing that time is is important so i guess that's and 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 I don't know if I'll ever get get to like a satisfied level mm. of knowledge, you know. But I don't know. I hope that when I'm like on my deathbed, I won't be like, "Crap, I should have <laughs> read that book." Or yeah, something. I've done that. yeah, yeah. So I hope I'll have I'll feel good about that. So, so before I ask you the final question, though, so as someone who has had the privilege to travel for a bit, what are some of your hopes for the U.S.? As it relates to immigration, immigration and migration, yeah. Especially uh, with its current administration. Yes, yes, yeah. That is a very good, um, good point. I, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I hope that. Well, I hope that these next four years don't totally make damages that are irreversible um um i've kind of been hearing that on the news that stuff that this administration has been doing is just nobody likes it and political foreign political leaders are distancing themselves and so and then it'll like take time again to rebuild those relationships and so i hope i hope that these next four years don't get too um just too detrimental. Um, when it comes to migration and immigration, I hope that, I mean, I hope people can kind of just kind of get where they're going, you know? Um, I, I heard a, I was watching a PBS special one time about immigration and, and I heard this thing, it was all about Mexicans and all about Mexican immigration. And, um, I heard this thing where it was like small towns in Iowa with these dying populations are getting repopulated by Mexicans. Mm. 
And it's like, there's, so it's, I think for all the, the negatives that people try to put on them, there's like so many positives because mm-hmm. these, these people from Mexico, they, they want to come here and they want to work. Exactly. And so, and so getting them into these towns where they can enrich the, the culture, the, um, the economy, the, um, just kind of the, the local people mm-hmm. is, I think it's really, really cool. And I hope it keeps continuing and I hope it keeps growing. Um, and I, and I get that not every, um, immigrant is wanting to like come here and start a family. And, um, but I, there are, there are some that do. And, and I think it's important to just give them a chance and allow them to kind of pursue whatever dream they have. Um, and that, I think that also goes for like Syrian immigrants. Mm. Um, I know there's kind of becoming backlash now from Europe, um, not wanting too many, but I think, I think it's, these people have been just like attacked constantly and wanting to get to a better place and wanting to have a better future. I mean, that, that shouldn't be uh, stopped or that shouldn't be hindered by anyone. I think it's, I think it should be um, like a reasonable (laughs) request, you know, and a reasonable wish. So, and I don't, I know it's going to take time and I don't have exactly like all the political um, knowledge that I should probably, but (laughs) but, uh, I don't know. I just hope, I hope that in the future though, it is. It gets better. Yeah, it gets mm. better. And and it's, I don't know, it's kind of a crazy process right now, the applying for all the visas mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I don't know if that'll ever get any smoother, but maybe there's hoping. <laughs> okay, so I had well, I just remembered this question I wanted to ask, but I forgot to ask. I'm just going to ask it now. So as you travel, you get to know, your, you get to know yourself better. And... You come to discover some of the things you really believe in and others that you don't, and you come to appreciate some of the things you believe in as being part of your cultural heritage because of the society you grew grew in. So do you find this to be the case with you in your traveling, like getting to really believe in, know your values and standing for certain things? Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah, I think as like like a Midwesterner and being like, Minnesota nice, I think is, um, always important. And I always try to like greet, greet people with a smile and like carry that with me wherever I go. Um, as far as like, it's, it's, it is tough though. Cause when I say I'm an American, like people do sometimes jump to like, uh, like, Oh, he's a partier and, uh, or like, Oh, he, must want to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, it's a little tough because you have to carry, you have to carry that label, but you also have to carry kind of, yeah, like you said, like what, like how you grew up mm. and how you were, how you relate to others mm. growing up. Um, so yeah, and it, it it's kind of like, sometimes you do downplay like the being an American thing and stuff. And um or you do you do your best to anyway, and I do find though that people are usually pretty, pretty nice if you're nice to them. So, so where next for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I said 
Um, as I said earlier, uh, moving to Decorah soon, hoping to get a job there. Um, I've just been kind of sending out applications mm. to to the void, um, hoping to hear responses. Um, and then you know, after that, I don't I don't really know. It's mm. kind of my my short term, long term plan. So I'll be there for probably another year, hopefully building up my resume mm. either with volunteer opportunities or um, more career building mm. opportunities and then um, we'll kind of see we'll kind of see where I can branch out after that um, I think being a biology and a Nordic studies major allows me to do kind of various things mm -hmm. um, I think that being a park ranger would be pretty fun um, whether that be in in like Colorado or in Maine or something, mm. just kind of wherever, wherever's open. So, um, or like I talked about earlier, like the English as a second language. English. I don't think that would be the worst thing to do fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. um, just spending a little more time traveling and not being too, too tied down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Natalia, for joining us on yeah. Migrant Diary. It was awesome having you here. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me.